0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined by my co-host, Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs your hub for Habs content. Corey. I was fucking jumping for joy. The gods are real. The hockey gods are smiling upon the Montreal Canadians. Jeff Gorton has come in. bergevin Timmins, Mellenby, Paul Wilson, they're all gone. <laughs> Wilson is clean in house, and the days are gonna be sunnier for the Montreal Canadians. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great. Um, I'm nursing a sick hangover. Um, I'm also learning that if it rains and you're bald, you're going to get sick. So it's just, it's just new things I'm learning about getting older, but, uh, waking up in the middle of like my hungover day to, to this news was very, very pleasant.
0: I've, I've got to be honest, I like felt like weeping. It felt like <laughs> it would never come. It really did. Last game, I was watching it, and Montreal won, obviously. But I just had this feeling of despair. Like, oh, my God, they've won this game. It's going to push it further. <laughs> yeah, he's never going to leave. It's never going to be over. And then the rumor started. Rumors that Jeff Gordon in the mist, there were whispers from Engels and Friedman. And I think everyone kind of just dismissed them. We thought, no, we've got our hopes up before. We've heard rumors. Bergman might get fired. Stuff like this. And then things just seemed to pick up out of nowhere. Like right after the game, it was, oh, my God, we could hear something in the morning. And I still honestly was, I'm so numbed by the Habs. I didn't believe it. So when I got the news that Gordon was hired and then immediately after the following news broke that Mark Bergevin had been, and the rest had been fired, it was like, I never want to like, obviously people have been fired today. It's, it's sad for them, but Oh my God was the relief that I felt it was fucking orgasm let me tell you a weight was lifted off my shoulders Mm -hmm. all my stresses and concerns I'm in college for some reason they were all Habs related they're all gone now and I'm just so so excited for the coming weeks and the rest of this season it finally feels like we're losing for something and what a hire from Jeff Molson Jeff Gordon is a phenomenal executive in this league
1: Hey, put the, he put the Rangers back on um, a winning pace. Um, He's the one that um, issued that statement. Yeah, about them. Uh, about like, he wasn't afraid to say, we, we have to rebuild.
0: They were, like, close to a playoff spot, too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, the start of a season. I don't know if people remember. They were, like, four points out of the play. Or they might have been in the playoffs. They might have been in a wild card spot. But yeah, they he just said, Look, we need to do this. Made the trade for Adam Fox, drafted um a bunch of guys, such as Lafreniere. Obviously, he won the lottery twice with Kako and Lafreniere, but also drafted guys like Braden Schneider, um uh, Nils Lungfist, Keandre Miller, Vitali Kravstov, who we'd heard rumors that he was – there was some interest from the Montreal Canadiens, so that's very intriguing to say the oh, least. Yeah. Um, who else has he – he's drafted, you know, and built through the draft and created a strong team for the future here. And look where the New York Rangers are now. They're fifth in the league,
1: is it? Um, I'll look it up one more time. But, yeah, they're they're running strides right now. And if I'm not mistaken, I also think he made the
0: trade for Zbinejad. I just want to double-check.
1: They are sixth in the league, right behind Edmonton.
0: Sixth in the league after Gordon was fired last year. So that's incredible. Let me just double-check here, too. I want to... Yeah. 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 He made the trade for Mika's Zbinejad, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, made the trade for Mika Zibanejad, so that guy has he's he's proven that he's a great executive. Um, I love what Montreal is doing here. Um, personally, I think that Jeff Molson has played this kind of perfectly. And let's be honest, Jeff Gordon, a man of that stature, isn't gonna take a position as the executive of hockey op- hockey operations or vice president, whatever you want to call it. If he doesn't have a lot of say, okay, he's done this before in New York, it was a similar situation. His hands are gonna be all over this team. And I say it's smart because Montreal has still said they're going to hire a general manager who can speak English and French. Now, that doesn't mean they'll be francophone. It could mean they're simply bilingual, but it probably means they'll be francophone. But how. Molson's played it pretty smart, I think, because by getting Gorton, you can bring in a a new, fresh-faced GM. We're not recycling another person, you know, that's been through the wickets. Like, We know what we're getting from them. You can get a brand-new, fresh-faced Francophone GM who's going to satisfy that, I don't know, that need from French media and some French fans. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have the best and it's not because he's anglophone it's just because he is probably one of the best options pulling the strings in the background i think it's a it's a great hire from jeff molston and i think it's a great way to kind of skirt around that pesky language issue
1: yeah absolutely um I i i was looking around trying to see if they had any um you know, already put together a list of of people that would be uh, either bilingual or francophones that would fill this role well. And I just don't think there's enough out to be like, to be honest yet, especially in the aspect of like new possible brand new GMs coming in. You know what I'm saying? Like people getting their first run at it. Um, I just don't think there's been enough time for people to really break that down and put out like a really solid list. But I mean, you know the obvious names you've I've seen is like Luongo, Broder, um, Patrick Wah, <laughs> um, a couple more. But I think I think who is it? Uh, Jeff Molson's putting out a statement tomorrow evening, I believe. He's and, having uh, a
0: press conference. Press conference. At Eleven a.m.
1: Eleven a.m. Okay. Um. So yeah. So maybe we'll find out a little bit more information. You know. I know that the the tech geniuses are gonna have this stuff up up and running soon. There was one list but I mean if they literally put anyone that was francophone or or bilingual like having like uh, Claude Lemieux, uh, Pascal Dupuy, you know uh, Trevor Timmins who we just moved on from Scott Mellenby, who we just moved on from you know just just basically anybody that could speak the language. Was allowed well, to be on this whip. It's
0: an interesting story with Mellon B. So the news we heard was that <clears throat> um, Mark Bergevin recommended Mellon B to mm-hmm. be his replacement. We know how close they are. Mellon B turned down, pulled himself out of the running for a general manager position with I believe the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. I think was it was Anaheim? Anyway, it doesn't matter. He pulled himself out of the running for a general manager position to stay with Montreal and mark Bergerman recommended him to be the next gm so clearly our kind of i don't know what do you want to say prediction or thoughts on that Bergerman not returning were correct those suspicions were confirmed it looks like he wasn't returning um there were talks about it apparently they had talked about him becoming the president of hockey operations and then i think if i had to guess gorton probably entered the equation Molson probably decided, you know what, I want a completely fresh start, which I totally agree with. And Mellonby was told he would not be in the running for the general manager position. So he resigned beforehand. Bergevin was allegedly upset. And you know what I have to say to that? To quote Mark Bergevin himself, if you want loyalty, buy a dog. And if those of you don't remember when Markov and Rajulov left Mm -hmm. and and I believe it was Markov actually that said something about loyalty and Bergman said that. So, you know, karma I guess has its funny ways of always getting back to you. So.
1: But also it's a, it's a lesson learned by Jeff Molson that I'm I'm happy to see because someone had brought up, I believe it was, uh, when Bob, when Bob Ganey was leaving, he had recommended Pierre Gauthier. Uh, and, and we
0: saw how that turned out. Yeah.
1: He was like, okay, perfect. You know, gave that a shot. And then, I mean, damn, the dude was only in office for two years. <laughs> you know, in the front, front office for like two years. So um, I'm happy that he's not taking the referral you know, lightly, you know, just like, look, we've already tried this before. It hasn't worked. Let's, let's move on from that, you know? So.
0: No, for sure. And I think it's a great look. I know Scott Mellonby was highly sought after.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um,
0: I think that he will find another place to be in a front office in the NHL. I think he's a potential general manager candidate, probably in the off season this year, you're going to see you guys get fired. It's going to happen. We'll see what happens there. I don't think – this isn't Mark Bergevin's final job in the NHL.
1: No, no, no. no. he will get
0: another job. But what I think Jeff Molson was wise to understand, and I, I agree with him, is that this team needs a totally new start. That's why Timmins is gone. That's why Paul Wilson of PR is gone.
1: Yeah, you need to uproot the entire the, tree. That means the, the only, roots as well.
0: The only major – what do you want to say, like –
1: Branch Strong left.
0: arm there is Rob Rob Ramage
1: mm-hmm.
0: of um, player development. Now, I don't think that's a mistake. <laughs> I think that's intentional. We have a guy that Ramage has been very cl- close contact with in the offseason and throughout the year in Jordan Harris. I think it would be a mistake to cut off, sever that connection there and restart. I think that's a smart move. Um, but I also love this because it lets Gordon. Gordon gets to come in there and hire who he wants. You know, he's going to be able to really kind of paint this organization in, in the picture, in the direction that he wants it to go, which is what you need. Now, I'll, I pose this question on Twitter, too, so I want to pose it to you. An interesting development, though, now is what happens with Dominic Ducharme? Dominic Ducharme was Bergevin's man. Um, Bergevin had stuck behind him for a lot. It's kind of been known that Ducharme was always going to be the next guy. He's been Mm -hmm. groomed for this. Bergevin's behind his back. I'm curious because, you know, if he is fired, there will be three coaches on salary. What happens with Dominic DuCharme? What do you think?
1: Okay. So as a fan, um, I think if you're moving house, you do a clean sweep. I don't think that he needs to go right away. Um, I don't think you make a a rash decision too soon. Allow yourself to look around at what's what's available to you and then make the the best possible move. But I don't see – him sticking around. And it's just because once the new GM comes in, once, once this new, you know, front office assembles, you got a guy with the, with an old, that was brought in with an old vision. You can't, you can't have, you know, you can't have something dead lingering around. You got to prune it like a tree, you know? So I don't see him, um, finishing, lasting out past the season. I think, uh. I think we, we see him move on.
0: I'm kind of on the fence here. Um, I don't think Dominic Ducharme is going to be fired right away. I think that's unreasonable. I No, just I don't, don't think he's
1: had a chance. And Well,
0: I, I disagree there. I think he's had a chance. Uh-huh. But as a fan, because people inside the organization, they know this, but we don't. We, we don't have a fly on the wall. Yeah. We don't know what goes on in that locker room. I am curious to see if Ducharme's coaching style changes. Yes. Maybe Bergevin. I'm not blaming Bergevin. I'm not accusing him. I'm just saying it's a possibility. But as a fan, how will
1: rumors come from there?
0: Yeah, but I'm saying Bergevin could have influenced him. Mm-hmm. We don't know. His coaching style, like as I've said, Ducharme's been like this since juniors, okay? He benched Kaelin McCarr. So I'm not too confident in the fact that miraculously – his coaching style is going to change because Mark Bershman is fired. What I can confidently tell you is that Jeff Gorton is a man who believes in building through the draft. He has he did it in New York. He did it in Boston where he drafted Marchand brought in Chara. It set he did a lot there. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is not going to be okay. I can say this with a hundred percent certainty. He will not allow the young players to be benched and to be buried under veterans. That's not Gordon's style. Sheltering them is different, but burying them in the depth chart. I don't see that continuing. It will for the next few weeks, Gordon's got to get you know dip his toes in the water. It's not just going to come in guns firing. He's got to take evaluation, kind of look at what he has, what he has to work with. So some fans are going to expect change by the next game. It's not going to happen, okay? We're still going to be in for a a difficult season, to say the least. But I really, truly believe that we're going to see the young players either sent back to the minors or they're going to be utilized a lot better because I just don't see a man with his past allowing – the youth to be stifled by a rookie coach
1: i think if he can change if he can change his play style with the new whatever the new montreal canadians front office decides to run then okay but i just don't see it sticking around it's never like in the his in hockey history you know you move gm you move everybody else that coach ends up getting moved on because they want to bring in their own personnel. They want to bring in someone that they believe is going to run a team the way that they want it done. I haven't been much of a fan of <laughs> so I don't – you know, I guess I'll be biased and say that I don't see him sticking around. We might finish out the season just to see what coaches are available, but I wouldn't – if there's a coach that, you know, whatever group we bring in is is has their eyes on, I don't think they need to wait, you know. I think if it's, if they know who they want, they need to go after it. I think uh, that's
0: true. But I also think in the case of Montreal, the coach is going to be Francophone. And I don't know off the top of my head who you bring in that is better than Dominic Ducharme that speaks French. Right. Now we can bicker and talk about how much we are vehemently against this all we want it doesn't change the fact that that's what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. I think it's honestly, I think it's discrimination. I think if it was any other language, if it was for, if it was a cultural thing, if it was think about consider, imagine this was sexuality, right? Like this would be so illegal, but for some <laughs> reason it like, think about it.
1: No, about you're it. absolutely right.
0: Like, like, I don't, I think in Canada, especially we're so numb to that because in politics, we limit ourselves to candidates based on if they can speak. Now we are a bilingual country, so it makes sense to a degree, but in the world of hockey, it, it should be best. Look, it's discrimination. You look at soccer, you can get translators either way. It's not going to happen. We know that I can sit here and bitch about it all I want. It's not going to change anything. So Mm -hmm. I just don't see Ducharme being fired right away, or maybe not even at all this season due to the fact that I don't know who you replace him with. Right. And on that note, I think we'll circle back and why don't we talk about, so you, I know you had some speculation about who we think Montreal's next general manager will be.
1: Yeah, there's uh, – I'm seeing a lot of people saying maybe like Daniel Briere, just because um, Gordon and him go back from New York days and stuff. He was the ECHL um, – I believe it was like Maine, something like that. So I'm seeing a lot of stuff from that. I mean, if well, we have I- to go and do a Francophone draft, then – uh, maybe, like, I see a lot of Luke Robitalis. That'd be pretty sick.
0: I've um, seen two names in particular
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, really come up, and that is uh, Matthew Darsh. Yes. And Martin Madden Jr.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Darsh is currently with Tampa. With Tampa Bay, yep. And I don't know what capacity he's in there. And Martin Madden Jr. is – the assistant general manager for the Anaheim Ducks. Now hmm. we've seen what he's kind of done there and brought in a lot of really good young guys, Troy Terry, Trevor Zegas, Jamie Drysdale, etc. cetera. And uh, Matthew Darsh is part, been very instrumental in a lot of the cap circumvasion, circumvation and other like contract stuff in Tampa Bay. So I think they're both very good candidates.
1: Darsh is the director of hockey operations.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think they're both good candidates. And honestly, if Montreal gets either of those guys, I will be very, very happy Madden in particular. Mm -hmm. I'm, I think I lean that way a little more. He was heavily recruited by Ron Francis for the Seattle Kraken, uh, man was actually a scout for the Carolina hurricanes in 2006, but he chose to stay. So I think that tells me he's either very happy in Anaheim or he's looking for a promotion to a general manager position. And the other two names that I've seen spoken about a lot are Patrick Watt and Roberto Luongo. Now Luongo I think is surprised me a little bit, although I understand the merit behind it. Cause he is the general manager for team Canada. He's making a lot of those decisions. I, I don't think I would ever go that way. I think we've, we've tried a rookie GM who was a mm-hmm. former player and Mark Bergerman. I just, I don't know if that's the guy, but I do think it could work because in saying that, we did elaborate earlier that Jeff Gordon was going to be the guy. He's going to make most of the moves. So maybe that's a good He's way. He's going to be
1: of- the GM that brings in hopefully um, analytics to this, to this uh, franchise actually oh, bringing a team. Like, so like this is the most futuristic we're going to see the Habs and the Habs are so like, they're like 10 years outdated from the rest of the league. It's going to be like a breath of fresh air. So that's why sure. I just feel and, like there's a lot of possibilities like I I know that it's you know we're going to get bilingual everything you know if if not all francophones but I just I feel like if there's ever a time to do it this is you know we just cleaned the entire house this is the time to fucking if we're ever implementing the change into the future the way that hockey's going this is the time to do it
0: no, definitely, and I think, like, I'm alluding to having Roberto Luongo in that position, I think it, I'm, I'm not really for it, to be honest. A lot, of,
1: a lot of goalies. A lot of goalies' names are popping up. Yeah, but I just don't think that
0: – I don't think it's a smart decision, to be honest, but I can mm-hmm. understand since Gorton's going to be making the decisions anyway. Now, the Patrick Waugh one, however –
1: that one scares me, but his name it is trending because you just got biz that just put this one is making so much sense. I don't know who created this rumor, but it's making sense more and more. And now that tweet is blowing up. See, I, I see that. And I just honestly, I have
0: to. Tell I you cringe.
1: I fucking cringe. Because I think of Chicago. I mean, not Chicago. I think Colorado. Like, But that's like, not my problem with it, I know, to be honest. Gave up on him. But Patrick
0: Waugh is the general manager of. Is it the Ramparts? He's a general
1: manager mm-hmm. of some team. Yeah, the Quebec the, Ramparts.
0: Yeah, the Quebec Ramparts in the QMJHL. He knows how to be a general manager. My problem is, if you think like like I said before, Jeff Gordon's gonna wear the pants here, okay? Patrick Wall is not gonna not have gonna anyone take anyone it. oversee <laughs> like like that is just if you honestly believe. Patrick Waugh is going to be okay with someone looking over his fucking shoulder and telling him who he can pick up and what he can do. You're out of your goddamn mind.
1: I think you're taking you. The biggest risk is Patrick Waugh as much (laughs) as people think it's making sense. It's that cockiness and attitude that comes with him. That makes it a bit scary.
0: He just it wouldn't work. I just don't see how that dynamic works. But people are going to talk. People are going to speculate. So, what can you do? I'm not personally for it, but I, I don't see it happening. To be honest, now, in saying that, I really do believe this boils down to Matthew Darsh and Martin Mann Jr. We've heard um, rumors about them from the insiders. Chris Johnson saying he believes Darsh is the front runner. We'll see how things go in mm-hmm. the coming days. This isn't going to be a rush decision. We might not have a general manager for the rest of the year. Plain and simple. We might not. Right. They're going to take their time. They're going to choose the best candidate available because I think Molson has totally bought into it here. Clearly Gorton and him have had discussions. There's going to be a plan of action. And you can assume that it's going to be building around guys such as Suzuki, Caulfield, Romanov, and whoever we get in the top five this year. Okay. Top 10, because let's be honest, if we finish outside <laughs> the top 10, it's going to be a miracle run. Um, before we finish talking about Gordon, I think we should just discuss a little bit about his background. I know we kind of alluded to that earlier, but... I thought you had a funny a funny little tidbit of information there talking about Logan Malo if you wanna interject there. Oh yeah,
1: um, I forgot who put it on Twitter, but it made me laugh. Um, you know, talking about um, changing houses and sweeping out the bad and bringing in the good. Um, someone had tweeted. Um, it's awesome that, you know, we're finally seeing a bit of positive come in. We, we're we're moving on from the guy that brought in, um, blanking on the name. I'll never notice his name. Um, what's his name? Logan Mason. Malo. Logan Malo, um, and bringing in the guy who pushed out uh, Tony D'Angelo. And I'm sure some some people likes uh, like the person who tweeted that is feeling like they can, bre- you know, breathe a sigh of fresh air. Um, maybe start buying habs merchandise again um but i thought i thought that was pretty i thought that was pretty clever um some people just have this stuff waiting in their in their sticky notes on their phone waiting waiting to throw a tweet out like that but uh it was comical it's a little tough on when people are losing their jobs and stuff like the statement by mark Bergevan was pretty pretty well written uh it sem- seemed like it came from the heart but Oh, definitely. Uh, still, I, still, that little tweets like that has made today uh, a little bit a little bit easier, you know.
0: I agree about what you're saying uh, regarding uh, Mark Burish letter. I guess mm-hmm. his farewell. But I think that Logan Malo comment is interesting too, because yes, it's a joke. It's funny. It's true. Like, like, let's keep in mind. Gordon also did bring in D'Angelo. However, that was before. DeAng- yep. That was when D'Angelo was pretty young. <laughs> um, but in saying that, it is very interesting to me to kind of speculate about what they're going to do with Logan Milo. Now, well, I'll It, be it seems like,
1: I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, it seems like, you know, he brought him in, but also understood the problems coming with it and decided, you know being the person who can make this decision that we need to move on from him. And that's what I like most about it is to understand that, yes, we have a problem. And We're instead of just
0: Tony D'Angelo, Tony D'Angelo, okay.
1: uh, seeing the problem get worse, seeing the, the chemistry of the team, you know, just dissolve around it because of this enigma in the, in the group, um, having the ability to move on and taking whatever backlash or repercussions could have came from up above, You know, and and had it done. So that's what I like most about it.
0: Yeah, no, I I think Gordon clearly values um, good chemistry and good character in the locker room. But in regards to Logan Malo, I say it's interesting because I'll be honest, I forget that he's even a prospect for the Montreal Mm Canadiens. Like I don't. I don't even consider him a prospect when I think about it. Like I talk about other players I'm excited for and he's just not, not one of them because I, I legitimately forget. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's even, is he even playing hockey
1: this year? Like I'm, I'm not
0: sure. Let me quickly go on.
1: Well, yeah. While you look it up, I'm not saying that like Gordon's going to come in and be like, yeah, we need to rid ourselves of this. Yeah, But if, if I like that, if, if something is bad for this team, he's not afraid to fix it. You know,
0: yeah, doesn't well, let it
1: just fester.
0: Malo isn't even playing hockey this year. He's just—I—I I don't know. I don't think yeah. about him. It'll be interesting to see. What I'm saying is, I wonder if they simply cut ties and just mm-hmm. kind of move on. Because I, I i whenever I think about that situation, I think about. Trevor Timmons being asked why they drafted some, why they thought Malo was ready when he said he wasn't. And I don't know if you remember this, Corey, he literally just st- sat there and there was silence for 30 seconds. And he was going like, uh uh-uh. and like, kind of like, kind of, I can't show you cause we don't have a camera, but kind of like tilting his head to the side, like, oh, I don't fucking
1: know. <laughs> we just, just kind of made a pick, you know?
0: Like, it just reminds me of that. So it'll be interesting to see what transpires there. Now, moving on from that, as you said, Mark Birchavant did have a very um, touching, I think, goodbye. He said, and I think it proved if you've read it, that he cared a lot about the Montreal Canadiens. He put his heart and soul. Into this team, and I really can't say I disagree. Like y- you can accuse Bergeron of a lot of things. We have, okay, we've accused him of stuff with Malo, of making horrible hockey decisions, of doing a lot of things. You can never say or make the accusation that Mark Bergeron didn't care about the guys and didn't care about this team.
1: I mean, it was clearly
0: very important to him.
1: Yeah. If if the only if the only image you can think of 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 that you could pull up on Mark Bergevan If you just look at his, you know, his happiness and his just on edge all throughout the playoffs last year, and just the excitement to win and just how he would come down and just this is the joy with the with the the team itself. Like that man gave his soul to this team. He learned how to be a GM and they gave him nine years to do it. Uh <laughs> Uh, well more but you know um uh, but to, to like finally get it i guess under his control but i don't think there was ever it was ever a moment where like his passion was not in it was never was it was never questioned he his might not have was. been doing it the best but yeah no his loyalty and, and support and all of that was always for you know this team it might not have made sense to us like he said at the bottom mm-hmm. um when you read it, uh, it, it's well written too. He says something about the the team, the team that that he has with us right now. Um, that some people, I'm I gotta like, I can't find it on the spot, but I know he said uh, that people don't think the team's that that great. But you know, uh, oh here it is. The current team is much better than the results show. I'm proud of the legacy I'm leaving with this organization. Um, I am convinced that my successor will be able to rise to the challenge meaning that you know with the team that he's assembled yeah uh we have a tough we have a tough start but I did yeah. see that he kind of
0: and I think it's part of I don't think he meant it in a facetious way No 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 uh, but it kind of just shows why Mark Vergeven needed to be relieved of his mm-hmm. duties because he He's the ship has our the ship has already sunk. Bergevin is free floating, mm-hmm. no life raft, nothing, and he still thinks, "No, I did a good job." Yeah. <laughs> right, like
1: he is totally. He totally but I mean, see, so I team. I'm taking it from a yeah, I'm taking it from a from a position where, yeah, like he. <laughs> looking at last year to this year and what we could have kept if we just would have, you know, just stopped being so damn stingy. I think that that this part, the the current team is much better than the result show. I think that's more written for the players, whoever's reading that that's on this team that's trying to make things work. I think that's more issued to them to say that, you know, despite everything that's going on, like we brought you in here because we believed in you, even if people are fucking you know, thinking it was the worst decision ever. I think that, you know, there's, there's little clips in there that was just so from the heart that doesn't look like it was just written by like an, uh, a secretary or someone, uh, you know, like a, a manager or some shit to help him, you know. Some of it legit sounds like it comes straight from like a man who's saying goodbye to his life.
0: Oh, definitely. And I think it's classy that Montreal allowed him kind of say goodbye. Mm-hmm. That was posted on the Habs website, right? Yeah. Like Montreal remains classy to the end. Version is a classy individual. And I think it's just good that we've parted ways now or they him and the organization have sorry. And now we're able to kind of start fresh, start anew. And I've got to say I'm really excited for the rest of the season. Like beforehand we talk, I wasn't outside of the first overall pick. I wasn't confident that Montreal was going to make the correct selection. Now I'm at ease. Look, we've got new leadership. <laughs> Montreal has something to build for here. And there, this, you know, it's not like there's nothing there. We have young pieces there. Nick Suzuki's 21, Caulfield, 20, Romanov is 21, Norlander is 21, Keaton Gooley, 19 years old. Scored two goals today. Jan Mishak who has been absolutely tearing up the NHL is 19 years old. Um Joshua Waugh leads the QMJHL in scoring. Uh I believe he's 18. I think we drafted him last year. Yeah. Sean Farrell coming up like there are already good prospects in this system. There is That a- should be
1: feeling like a you know, like a relief, you know? No,
0: exactly. There is also a great, you know, leader in the locker room and Brendan Gallagher, Jonathan Druen's there. There are guys you can trade such as Ben Sherratt. You can, look, Petrie's going to get his game back. You can trade him for pieces. You can trade um, Toffoli, Anderson, Hoffman's going to come. Like there are pieces you can trade four draft picks four young Mm -hmm. players and there are players already developing already ready to kind of in the
1: system that are ready to just fill that spot when they move
0: exactly so this is an exciting time for the Montreal Canadiens. in a weird way I don't I don't know if I felt better about their future in a long time really truthfully like this is a breath of fresh air I think we needed and it's going to be really exciting to see what direction jeff corton goes here if we sell like there's just so many options like i don't know what he's going to do and that excites me because at the end of the day we all knew what mark Bergevin was going to do he was going to double down mm-hmm. by <laughs> by he was basically
1: playing fucking blackjack with this team
0: <laughs> yeah he, he was going to do the same thing he wasn't going to sell now yeah. Like we're gonna lose players we love. Okay, I I'm
1: excited. I'm excited for Gordon's first, you know, public uh, address or announcement. Whatever so you want to call am I. It. So he's because cur- it's gonna be nuts. Like
0: <laughs> he's currently in uh, Victoria, BC for a hockey tournament. Nice. So with his son. So this obviously wasn't planned. <laughs> um, he has. Yeah, he's gonna obviously make an announcement sometime this week. I don't think they've announced it. I'm really excited to see what Jeff Molson has to say. That's gonna be a bombshell. And uh yeah, I'm just really excited with where this team's gonna go. Like it's it's fucking awesome to say the least.
1: Hell yeah, man. And uh before we go any further, uh with the excitement, we have an exciting ad read by our sponsors, DraftKings. <laughs> The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Go and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 in any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you big wins, with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, a $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, Mason, I have a quick question for you, and I'm sure we'll be wrapping up soon. But um, whenever, you know, we decide to get a GM, whether it's, you know, before the end of the season, uh, before the start of the next, um, what is one of the first things you hope the GM gets done or maybe puts in, puts in motion with this team? Ooh, I guess if you need to think a- about it for a second, I have one that I've been thinking about and uh, it kind of goes into what we just talked about, about these futures we got, right? right so i'm thinking that whoever we choose has got to either go visit or give a call to jordan harris and have a you know have a conversation with him and you know just we talked about this last episode or the previous one and just kind of re instill faith in this kid and this organization now that you know there's going to be new pieces here that hopefully he can find confidence in because uh, this kid could be one of the best defensemen of this new generation. And, you know, we don't know, but I would hate to see him move on before getting a shot here. Um, I wow. think that's what. What I...
0: a what a declaration. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. I think he's going to be great. Oh, I think he's going to be great. I don't think he's going to be the next Adam Fox or Kale McCarr. But, I mean, you know what? The sky's the limit for most players. Maybe you just love them a little more than I do. But, I, sorry, I only interrupt you because I agree with you. Like, I was going to say I'm excited because of that Massachusetts bond. Um, Jeff Gordon is from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's where Harris is from, too, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just uh, quickly do a Google sh- search Hello. here. Um
1: um yeah
0: born in Massachusetts so yeah, I'm excited for that Massachusetts,
1: Massachusetts baby you I love it I love the way you is that, say it.
0: does that know how you say it
1: Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Massachusetts 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 Massachusetts
0: okay, I don't even think you're saying it correctly
1: no I'm'm I'm, I'm picking on you it's Massachusetts but you were <laughs> saying Massachusetts with like it's like not, she's tooting. Chutes it. that's how we say it down here i guess maybe maybe i've been saying it wrong my entire life but i believe it's massachusetts not
0: tuusetts
1: Massa- massachusetts massachusetts <laughs> i don't know with the t's up front it sounds like you got big buck teeth like you're like a young kid
0: <laughs> massachusetts
1: massachusetts I don't have to say that word enough
0: to know how to say it, <laughs> but I can say Saskatchewan without fumbling over my words. So
1: that's true. <laughs> I couldn't say sh- Chicoot me. I couldn't say that for ch-coot fucking me. That was an ignorant ass episode.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, they're both from Mass, um, New England, I'll just say for now. And I'm excited to, yeah, like hopefully we can get some. I don't, what do you want to say, like? solid good news regarding that front so we're not kind of
1: worried about losing him well what i like what i like about the the new haul you know the overhaul that's coming in is it's like it's gonna feel like how seattle felt you know like every day there was a chance for new news about this and it's like yeah this is a historic organization but it's getting an uplift it's like putting a new cpu uh It's like giving your computer new, updated components to, like, be better. This team has, like, got cobwebs on it. It's using old-ass systems, and we've just been surviving in the new world without it. You know, we're going to get a chance to see all new kinds of stuff get brought into the Montreal Canadiens, and um, I'm excited every day for the rest of the season. Going into the next one, there's a chance that something awesome is going to come out that gets us even more excited about the next season.
0: No, definitely. It's an exciting time for the Montreal Canadiens, to say the least.
1: Yeah, I don't think I just fucked Jordan Harris like I did uh, Jeff Petrie, but I don't think he's had a shot yet. So, <laughs> oh, I
0: think I think you need to just keep your mouth shut regarding defensemen, because <laughs> the fucking jinx you the the what do you want to call curse? Uh, I didn't put put anything on him. I didn't put put anything on him. You put a hex on him, And I find out that you still haven't dropped him from your fantasy pool.
1: No, I haven't. Gentlemen, I have
0: it. Corey is the reason. (laughs) Petrie (laughs) is struggling. He has doubled down on his jinx and the hockey gods are not happy. It's the only explanation for what's happened to his play. So I'm going to blame you. I'm pulling up
1: my fantasy right now. Let's find he has, out what
0: he has two points in 20 games, Corey. Like you've
1: it's not the points that's got him kept on my team. You
0: you're just stubborn and you've got to admit it.
1: Look. In two weeks, this man's got me 15 hits and six blocks. That is his sole purpose on my team right now.
0: Why don't if you're just looking for hits, fucking pick in blocks, pick up Robert Hag. Bertrand. You probably get your more points than Jeff Petrie. No, you are being stubborn. You are <laughs> doubling down on your, your hex. You know, records. you know
1: why I have not taken them off yet? Because every time, no, every time that I go to I'm like, you know what? I think it's Tom. And then I go and I check updates on Joel Edmondson, <laughs> and I hear something new, and I'm like, fuck it, let it ride. I got enough good defensemen around. You
0: need, (laughs) you need to drop him because you and I both know the day you drop
1: him, he's gonna fucking go. He has
0: like six points. But then what happens?
1: I'll pick him back up. Do you just? Do you want him to have a phenomenal game, and then? Are you asking me? Are you asking me
0: if I care more about Jeff Petrie's (laughs) thing or your fantasy pool? This might be a hard pill to swallow, Corey, but I don't give a shit about your fantasy.
1: I got Jeff. I got Jeff Petrie hubris. Okay. You
0: do. You're doubling down on something that, you know, (laughs) this is how the hockey gods work. My friend, it's just the will, the will of the gods. You're going to have to drop them.
1: I promise I'll I'll make a statement the day I drop them from this scene, which should be tomorrow. I'll, I'll have, I'll have to make a deep look. Oh into, into the depth of players that are available to see if it's worth if dropping Robert my Hegg, 291 ranked jeff petrie
0: your 291 ranked how many how many how many fucking players like teams are in your league uh it's a 10 man league a 10 man how many people on the roster
1: oh uh, let's see 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Because I have some uh, IRs. I have, a, um, I have two IRs and then an IR plus slot just hey, sorry, because what, of COVID.
0: What was Petrie ranked again?
1: 291.
0: Even if you had the worst player.
1: I got to let it rot, dude.
0: Yeah, that, he's. I got to let it rot. There dude. are 210 players in your league, and you have the 292nd fantasy option. He's been solid.
1: He's been solid. Dude. Oh. He's been solid.
0: <laughs>
1: You're that guy.
0: You're that guy in the fantasy league. that it, You know what? Well, uh, you, you could be winning, and, you know, the seasonal. – you'll have a guy that did well for you at the start of the year, and you'll throw away the championship just to keep him on your roster.
1: Sometimes You're I can be guy. selfish. Sometimes I can be selfish. I I believe in I believe in the player.
0: You, you know what? If Montreal gets the first overall pick this year, you can thank Corey because he is, and I am totally convinced the reason Jeff Petrie is slumping this season. Well,
1: uh people might congratulate me. You could be a folk hero in Montreal. You know, the uh the boy from New Orleans that Put Montreal on the map again on the NHL. Put Montreal back on. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. Oh man. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get a job. I'll go pick up like everybody that's destroying us. You know, just have a terrible league. Well, who um, do
0: Montreal play next week? We could try that
1: theory. Um, let's see. Let's see, they play. We're playing. We play
0: Vancouver tomorrow.
1: Oh shit! Vancouver has been tough too, not not like they're playing great. That's what I mean. Like it's been tough for them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, this is the last game. Oh yeah, he is. Um, He. I got him on my team, but it's a keeper league. He's locked in from last year. So keeper league. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the last game of November. Uh, coming up, it'll be the first game of a new era, and December is looking bright for the boys. And I might just drop Jeff Petrie. you know. I might just, I might just set him free.
0: You should set him free. He deserves better than what he's received from you. Look, I, mean, I dropped, I, I, think I think dropped he's... Cole, I dropped Cole Caulfield. I did too. Yeah, I, I,
1: I had Cole Caulfield. I had Foley. I've kept Foley. And uh take out
0: Oh well. Anyway, so are we are we done for the day? Do we have anything else we need to discuss or are we no, good to kind of things up? Here? I think we're good. All right. Well, without further ado, thank you guys for <laughs> coming along, listening to us ramble about the haves for another hour or so. We really appreciate the support. Appreciate uh you guys taking the time out of the day to give us uh your support, your listens. We appreciate all of that. Like Corey said, check out DraftKings, the best sports betting app in the world. And if you're feeling a little, you know, lazy, maybe you're laying in bed today, it's been pretty drowsy up here in Ottawa. You just want to look for another podcast to listen. You can check out all the other podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network. And without further ado, thank you. Be it for today. This has been Habs Nightly. Talk to you guys again on
1: Thursday.